Hello and welcome to the continuation of a three-part episode and this is the second part of this episode. The first, this episode is called this. This is the episode that I narrate my six-month break from podcasting and the motivation behind it and how everything went from from a very good place to a very chaotic era and I also take time to pick the teachable moments from every part and every phase that I went through during this six-month period and this is from September this part is from September to December I've already uploaded the first part of it and if you haven't had the first part then I would really really advise that you take your time and listen to it because there I actually start the story of the six-month break there and if I can just go through a few things that I actually addressed uh, in the first part is that I actually narrated about the business that I started, the how the business opened another business and how everything was booming until the unceremonious burst and the debts and the unpaid debts accruing, the COVID-19 aftershocks, the loan repayment, hide and seek, the depression that I went through and how I discovered myself during my depression and actually how I... I discovered how therapeutic reading can be, how journaling can be, how writing also can be, and how just meditating in general can actually take you from a from a very, very bad state of affairs to actually a very, very lighter and a very, very bearable life. So if you actually haven't heard the first episode, I would really, really like you to go and take and listen and if still you don't have the luxury of doing that you can still stick in stick by so that you can actually go through this second second part because it will just tie up at the end of the day because most of actually my story comes from a temporal perspective whereby i just tell stories according to the time and according to, the, to, to that particular moment so you cannot miss everything, but it would actually be an interesting take if you had it from the first part. But in this episode, I will be going through the part from September to December. And from September, I decided to, after eventually I had clawed out of depression and I had started taking alternatives into consideration and actually starting to change my own life at that point. So the few alternatives that I considered that would actually put me in a better position and actually start my life anew from the depression was going back to school. And I'm going to tell you in this episode how it took me 10 years to actually finish my degree. And actually, after I had gone back to school from September as my first semester, I had to go back broke. And along the way, I actually found someone who gave me, out of his goodwill and out of his good heart, $250, which is... $250 is actually... 25,000 Kenya shillings. So you can do the conversion. So 25,000 wasn't actually that much of money, but I will explain in this coming episode how I actually divided and how I actually discovered myself, my character, and how finances influenced me and how I grew to control finances. And it actually broke, it actually helped me break free from the noose of, of, of finances, of money. And I'm actually going to go through a few habits that I actually developed during this time between September and December 2021, which will be including more reading, 
exercising as a way of mindful practice, meditation, and cooking, and how cooking gave me a lot of time to think and to introspect, which I had not yet planned or which I had not yet anticipated and became quite a wonderful, wonderful experience. And this will actually shock you because I know that most of us actually are able to cook, but we have never actually taken cooking as a mindful practice. So it's actually a very beautiful angle. And I will be talking about Christmas and how I was unable to come back home from Christmas and how I had to sell a few items just to get, just to get the transport to come back. It's a very, very interesting story, which has a lot of ups and a lot of, a lot of downs and a lot of self-discovering. And this is going to surely entertain you. So September 2021 comes and I have done my SWOT analysis and the only strength left for me to actually recuperate from the state that I was, was school. Um, because for me, school has always been a very, very enjoyable, which is always weird because it always puts me in a very, very lonely position because most of my friends are very, very anti-schooling system and anti-reading. I don't know why, but for me, I find school very enjoyable and I actually take relief from reading. So after doing a strength analysis, I found that the few strengths left and the opportunities left was academics. And for me, I had actually dropped out of uni, but I hadn't made it public as much because most of the people around me knew that I had completed uni. But unfortunately, the time that I was in uni, I actually spent it in a lot, a lot of mischief. And I will be talking about it in the 10-year degree section and why it took me 10 years to, to take my degree. But now, September, I was just actually brainstorming and I presented the idea to my mother, who we were actually at home together at that time. So I told her that I had decided to go back to school and to actually put it. And I actually told her the whole story why I hadn't uh, completed uh, uni. And astonishingly, she was very, very understanding because i thought that most of the story stories that i told her would really really have me painted in a very bad image and she would actually lash out and it would become a very very violent interaction but um, she actually took it in a very positive way and she actually told me that it's part and parcel of life and some of these things do happen but now what matters is how you handle them and it was very 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 deep she i really consider her cancer as a very very profound found mother so she actually talked she actually talked about me going back to school now the impediment was that uh, i come from a household that is not financially able and for most of us actually africans we actually come from household that are going through some kind of financial struggle so for me i couldn't ask for money to go back to to finish my degree so and the few expenses that I were really really unavoidable were expenses such as trans such as transport because I live in a place called Kericho if you're from Kenya you actually know that and and if you're not you can actually just go to Google and Google it if you want and my uni was actually in Eldred and Eldred is a, is a distance of close to 100 to 150 I think no, it's a it's a it's just a two hour ride from Kericho. So there is some expenses when it comes to transport that's obvious. And when you are in Eldoret, for me when I was in Eldoret I 
had to find accommodation so there is rent rent expenses and then there is the food and then there is a lot of miscellaneous expenses so for me all those things i had to find a way and to find a way it was and and the way that i was talking about at that time was not really as clear because i was really optimistic and i had really created this positive energy when it comes to me going back to school because i had seen that that was the only viable idea and it actually made sense so i spent the the few moments actually applying for readmission the, the few weeks before i actually traveled because i didn't have the money yet so i spent that few weeks communicating with this the uni and and reapplying for i sorry and applying for what is called a readmission so I got my readmission and my readmission was actually sent to me via via mail, via email that is. So I told my mother the good news and it was actually a very, very positive. It was actually the beginning of a very, very positive recuperation. Or oh, I feel like by that time I was actually rising from the ashes, like I was a phoenix and everything. So what was remaining was just the fact that I didn't have money and this was very, very unavoidable so i took a while i actually thought of selling what i could so i sold a few things here and then still didn't come up with uh, the money so my budget was way over 2500 kenya shillings which if you convert it for those who are listening from states is 250 dollars so then I didn't find a way to actually... I, I sold the thing that I had, and I think they actually amounted to around $10, which is 1,000 shillings, 1,000 shillings, which was, I was way, way off the mark. And yet still, I didn't give up hope because for me, I had actually seen that I had been through the worst. And for me, this was just a second chance. So I tried every single thing that I could. So I was in communication with a friend of mine who was from from the States. So he's a really, really good friend of mine. We did a few animations back in 2016, 2015. We had our own YouTube channel for animation and it was really, really quite a very, very positive environment because he was really exposed equally. He was from South Sudan and he went to study and study and actually do job, to do a work, sorry, study and actually do work in the US. So. I talked to him, I told him the whole situation, though I didn't tell him the whole situation I actually lied, which I actually regretted at this point in time. But those were the first few character flaws that I actually realized. Because when I looked back while I was starting this new phase, I actually realized that one of the biggest, biggest uh, disabling factor that I had, uh, one of the biggest vice that I had in character was that I tended to avoid i used to avoid telling the truth or just blatantly lie which actually got me in a lot of trouble and once i actually realized that that was a vice i actually started dealing with it directly or dealing with it in seclusion so i talked to him and he actually agreed that he would send me 250 dollars which was actually a very 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 philanthropic act from him and he actually somehow did save my life because i actually needed that new phase to start so I actually told my mother and so I actually told my mother and this was very very this was a sigh of relief so i got the money and i decided to travel 
to continue and to continue with my studies and this was actually a really really important and paramount experience in my life because at this point in time i had actually cut friends i had actually changed my phone number i had actually changed actually blocked a few friends who had who had influenced me negatively which was a really really good exercise and for me i actually do advise that because once you start actually changing your habits one of the things that you should actually consider doing strongly is changing your environment and amongst the environment that you have is among is the external environment that you have is your friends who influence you to actually go to a particular place and there's just this addiction to a particular routine and it actually caused more by your friends so for me actually went through a few of my friends who were actually not having the positive impact or even the impact that i was yearning for from friends as i was going through this change so i actually stopped talking to a few and this was actually good i know that most of them will actually listen to this podcast at some point in their life and they will take it negatively but i hope they don't because sometimes we are actually just different people and that is just that so whether you want to be angry or whether you don't want to be angry that's something is that's just what it is so i traveled to eldoret which and I went through the process of readmission and everything just went smoothly because I was actually leaving off the new energy that the new positive energy that I had started getting from the few changes that I had. And I remember at that point in time, the book that I was religiously reading is Make Your Bed by an author called William McRaven. It's a very, very practical book because this author is actually a military expert it i don't know if that's the right word but he was a military he was a militant so most of his routines or most of his most of his advice when it comes to character development or habit formulation is actually very very military type so one of the things that he actually talks about that was very simple and it's easy for anyone to implement is that if you're feeling that you are in a slump and you really want to start getting this positive energy you should actually start by making your bed just as the title says and so i actually started doing small things that i actually consider them as small disciplines as from how you advised and i realized that a lot of these things actually puts you in a very very good momentum during the day and you actually start celebrating your small victories the ones that actually are caused by the small disciplines and at the end of the day these small disciplines are cruel and you actually realize that they have an impact on your character so i actually celebrated the victory that, that i had managed to be readmitted and i took the courses that were missing that i had missing marks i did every single thing that was required by uni and actually went ahead and started looking for a house which was uh, outside the off campus and i found a small house which i paid the rent i paid i paid a three-month rent which was from september october and november so i paid that and i bought a few things and a few a few things i mean a bed and a gas for those who are from kenya would actually understand so that's a that's what we call a comrade's life which is a uni student's life so i bought a few utensils i bought a few toiletries i bought just the small small utilities but the beauty about it was for me they were not really as small because i had shifted the whole mentality and attitude when it comes to baby steps because now every single achievement that i 
that I was making was towards this image that I had formed and towards this long-term persona that I had actually formulated for my own mind. So I actually started living every single day and every single hour uh, as as intentional as intentionally as I would. So with that, we our classes started at uh, one week after. So we had a one week break before we actually started the lectures. So during this one week, I actually did a lot of introspection because I didn't have any friends. This is a new place, and I've been out of uni for three years, so I didn't have friends from that. So. So everything goes well, and before this one week of lectures, I took a whole week of soul-searching now, being in a different environment. And this environment previously, before I dropped out, I was a very, very... I was an alcoholic before I had... I had deferred for three years. So during that while, I was an alcoholic, coming back to a place where I used to drink, I used to smoke, I used to get high, and I used to have parties, I used to have illicit sex, I used to have all these bad habits. But now I'm coming back to the same place as a, as a polar opposite. So this is the 10-year degree section. So this is the section where I actually tell you why I actually took 10 years or how it came to be 10 years and... On average, a bachelor's degree takes four years, and I think this is just an international standard. So, most of the bachelor degree courses take ten years. For me, I had to take I took two breaks actually, if not three. But in between the 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 the, the, the schooling, so I remember I took I was in I was admitted to uni in the year 2012, which was uh, a university in Kenya. So I was reported to the uni, but I did the first year, first semester bit and the first year, second semester bit. And then I actually deferred because of uh, a very dysfunctional family. I think I've actually talked about uh, dysfunctionality when it comes to family and how it actually influenced my old state of mind and actually how it has affected my life and why so most of my family was my family was actually i was been born and raised in a very violent family and and this is not just a the verbal violence but but my family has had a lot of interludes of physical violence and this has actually affected me in a lot of ways and i've actually talked about it with a lot of friends and this actually gives me a very unique take in life because I've actually seen the worst and this actually puts me in a position where actually I do really, really yearn for peace of mind and that is actually a, just a silver lining to the whole point but uh, I actually had to drop out of uh, uni first year, second semester because of the dysfunctional family. My dad and my mom actually split, separated and for the African context, such things are least spoken about because we find them as uh, normative when it comes to our own lives, which I'm actually really, really trying to put this conversation out there so that we can actually talk about how these things affect us. Because most of the retrogression when it comes to character and when it comes to problem solving and conflict resolution are actually because of such dysfunctionalities in our family. So I believe that that is a conversation for another day, but... 
it is a very, very important conversation. So I actually dropped out of uni first year, second semester because of the separation, the very violent and very eclectic uh, separation that actually happened. So I stayed at home for close to a year. And in this year, um, this year, my dad actually had sold assets that were for the family. So we didn't have any income of any kind. So I'd, I'd actually had to find a job. So I found a job in town, which is Kericho town. And I was actually working in a retail shop of an Indian retail, of an Indian. I was working in an Indian's retail shop. And this actually was actually a beautiful learning curve for me because I had never been employed in such a manner. And this actually actually made me realize the strengths that I have as a salesperson and how my extroversion, because um, I consider myself as an ambivert. Uh, I do have both introversion and extroversion. And I am a very multi-personality type of a person as from what my friends say, because have actually been forced to adapt to many situations and this has positive ripple effects and I actually saw that when I was working in the Indian shop and actually related with a lot of people well and so I did that for a year which helped me accrue a few amount of money and I went back to uni I did go back to uni after a year which by then I had actually taken two years which was my first year in uni and my second year just hustling outside uni so i went back to uni for the as at the beginning of the third year which i started my education again i was readmitted again in uni so i did second year and i did third year which was i did fourth year but i wasn't able to finish fourth year again because of the financial financial constraints and I think for most of the unis in Kenya, when you are in second year, as from second year, you actually start living off campus, which actually comes with a lot of expenses because now you have to pay your own rent, you have to pay your own food, you have to pay a lot of a lot of money when it comes to upkeep. And for me, this wasn't uh, easy because now I didn't have any substantial support from home, so I had to do most of these things by myself. And at the same time, uh, studying. I know this might seem to be a normal life when it comes to developed countries like the US because most of you, I know you work while you study and it's possible, but when it comes to us, we can't do that because unfortunately, most of the work that we actually get while we are in uni are not... Uh, paying well so i know well paying jobs so you actually not so you actually don't get the support as you sh- you would in the u.s so for us it's, it's a different story that's why i actually said in why i was introduce, introducing the first part in this episode that most of the stories might actually be out of context because of the difference in the environment so i actually had to drop out of my fourth year and to actually find my sustenance money as i would call it because i didn't have money for food and everything so but the fortunate thing is by fourth year i had already cleared all my school fees with the little help from family and so i couldn't continue with school because i had a lot of backlog when it comes to rent and and there is this there's this behavior that uh, landlords always have when you have when you overdue your rent they will actually lock everything inside your house so I ended up lacking places to sleep, so I had to sleep in friends, and this was made 
convenient for my lifestyle that I had during that time because during that time I was a party holic and I was an alcoholic and most of this time I was using those illicit behaviors just as a deflection from the true and the bitter reality that things were not going well and I realized that I was actually procrastinating this whole thing but at that point it was very justified because I used to drown my sorrows in alcohol and a lot of weed and at that time I was actually I was a full raster because most of my friends actually would call me that because I had dreadlocks and everything but this was also a very the silver lining to this was that this was a very very interesting point in my life because actually what I value most actually is conversation so most of the time even though I was out and doing all this these things I would actually take it make it a point of interacting with people and I really really love listening to people's stories and interacting with people so most of the time I'd actually go out and listen to people tell me their stories and I would actually learn a lot from that because I do consider myself as a very very active listener so at this time most of these stories started defining my character so we'd have philosophical conversations we'd have religious conversations we'd have conversations spanning from almost every single topic and this actually made me want to be more knowledgeable and actually learn so i started developing the reading culture back then so i was reading most of the things i was reading was non-academic books but uh, this actually informed me because i actually realized that the more i read these books the more i become very very uh comprehensive as a person so i actually spent another three years outside uni and when so by then now i'd actually finished the tenure so it leads me up to this now this time that i'm actually being readmitted to finish the fourth year so i think we should get back to the story so during the first the first week before we had started lectures i actually took a lot of time for myself as i've already said so a, a lot of things that i would consider as mundane things such as cleaning things such as just sitting around maybe arranging your clothes and everything for me they started becoming like activities that i would train with to actually do them well so that i could actually in ingrain the small discipline theory that i had taken from making your bed and from things such as the atomic habits by james clear so i actually started doing these things intentionally and doing them to the level best so that i could actually start making them habitual so among these things that i didn't i got actually hooked with uh meditation and I would wake up at six in the morning every day. So I made that a habit because I realized that if you woke up early enough, you actually get more time to spend uh, in in the morning tranquility where there is still the peace and the world is not yet up and about these zero, zero movement. So this time is actually really, really peaceful. So if you are a morning person, I really know that you can resonate with that. And so I'd wake up at six in the morning and sit still and listen to some really really mellow background music so one of the things that actually one of the resources that actually came across when it comes to meditation is the headspace so headspace are actually uh a podcast that actually help you meditate so you should actually go and check them out they are really really wonderful uh guides when it comes to meditation so 
I would meditate and after meditation I would exercise. So I would do push-ups, I would do sit-ups, I would do... I used to have an app in my phone, so I use Android. So for those who actually want, and they can actually go to Google Play Store and find the app. This actually, this app actually teaches you how to, or rather it guides you on exercises. So there's a routine to it. So I started enjoying such things. They would actually help me clear my mind, they would actually help me create an impetus for positive energy during the day so i started doing that and i would read after that i would cook breakfast i would continue reading maybe cook lunch time and maybe cook for lunch sorry so more and more more and more mundane activities started becoming points of interest during the day for me because i didn't have anything to do for that past week so i started actually taking interest in cooking so i would actually cook meals that were actually a bit challenging for me and in this cooking i actually realized that cooking as a man mindful activity actually makes you very aware of the moment because you can't cook or some can but for i think for for people who don't cook on the regular you cannot be you can't focus you cannot afford to not focus during cooking because as a novice, you actually tend to make a lot of mistakes. So without you concentrating, you might actually end up burning the food, for instance, or adding too much salt. And so for me, actually, starting from that point, I actually started focusing and really, really started started taking cooking as an art. And I started giving myself challenges. So I'd used to, I'd used to cook pork or I would used to cook uh, different types of meats and different types of stews, different types of rice. And I'd use the internet because the resource back then was YouTube. So I'd go to YouTube and find a very African food. I would find a recipe to an African food and try it. So this became very, very interesting. So it actually made me fall in love with cooking because while cooking, I would be actually present in the moment. And the point of cooking also is, I think it's a really, really instinctive type of a thing because I think through even evolution, the human evolution you've actually had this intimacy when it comes to food and preparing food because food as we all know is a source of energy and a source of life so for me i've actually gone back to the hunter gatherer phase so for me preparing my own food actually gave me this strength and this 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 power and control over my life so for me, I stopped seeing it as a mundane activity. So for the one week, I would actually really enjoy cooking. So I'd cook. And one of the influences that had actually made me fall in love with cooking is uh, Hannibal Lecter. If you watch the series Hannibal, Hannibal actually accentuates cooking because he actually goes ahead and actually puts mellow music, jazz music behind the scenes as a, as a soundtrack to his cooking. So that is what actually I started doing myself. So I'd actually put soundtrack to my cooking which was very very cheesy but at some point i actually realized that it was really really a way of self-care or self-love because now i had this uh opal i had this opal blue i had this opal bluetooth earphone so they are really really fantastic it's a very very they are actually must my most prized uh asset they are actually my most prized possession at the moment so I started cooking and this actually gave me time to think. So while I was cooking, I would really, really take the caution of actually going through the small measures and actually making sure that everything was in the right quantity, was it put in the right time, maybe it was actually it was actually prepared in the right temperature. Though I didn't do it as a professional cook because those are that was not my intention and I don't think I have that capacity because cooking for me is not uh 
uh, I don't really, I'm not really drawn to cooking. So I started cooking and this actually gave me a very good and a very synchronized habit. So for the first week, I, I'd actually gotten this flow and this flow actually helped me keep myself in a particular discipline. So when lecture started, I actually took the same momentum and actually applied it in school. So I'd really take my planning and I would actually put it in a to-do list. I'd put everything in a to-do list because because of the cooking, I'd actually created this need to actually put everything in an inventory kind of a way because for you to cook, you have to have everything that you is required in the recipe. So I did that and when school came, I actually started doing the same thing. I put my my schoolwork in a timetable and a to-do list. So I actually have, I incorporated it perfectly when it comes to the life that I'd actually charted for myself. So this actually became good because I became very, very, very good. And like the previous time that I wasn't really concentrating on my studies. So for the fourth year, first semester, I was really, 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 really uh, on high spirits. I was actually very, very very productive when it comes to academics. So, and in terms of classwork and everything, I actually really, really improved. So my professors actually acknowledged the improvement because they actually saw that I was really, really in it for, in it to win it. So first semester went okay. So towards the end of the first semester, this was December now. I had finished the three months of payment and of rent payment. So December, I didn't have, again, I went back to the saddest of points because now I didn't have the rent and the rent was due because I, really, I only paid for September, October and November. So December, I didn't have the rent. And, and December is actually, December 2022 was actually the saddest point in my life looking back and because I didn't have because I didn't have money to actually pay rent. I didn't have money for sustenance. I didn't have a job. I didn't have, and the troubles at home were still continuing. So nobody could send me enough money to actually sustain me while in elder. So the saddest point or uh, the culmination of that sadness was actually in December 25th. And December 25th is a Christmas day. And this was very sad because by that time I didn't, I was actually locked outside uh, the rent, uh, the house that I was living in because I didn't have money to pay rent for December. So I didn't have, so I spent time in a friend's place and, and for that time I didn't actually open up and tell him the whole situation because this, unfortunately, because of the lifestyle that I used to live, I had these friends who were actually superficial friends, if I can actually call them that, because for us, we actually didn't let anyone inside and which was a very, very toxic kind of friendship because we actually would be living miserable lives because we'd be in disarray when it comes to our emotions and the mental situation at that point. But you would not let anyone in because we all, we only cared for the image, the public image that people saw. So my friend was from that era. So I went to live in his house and I would really put on a brave face and pretend that everything was okay. And yet I was really crumbling inside. So... I pretended that the semester was over, so I was actually planning to go home and I didn't tell him the truth. So he thought that everything was fine. So for him, he actually left me because he, uh, he went home and he left me in Eldoret. So I didn't have money. I didn't have food. So I remember I stayed for, there was a time that I stayed for three days without eating. I was only drinking water and sugar and a sugar concoction, which was really, really sad. And I actually fought a lot of relapse temptations 
because of the stress that I was going through at that time. So 25th December, I remember the only amount of money that I had in my pocket was uh, 50 Kenya shillings, which if you actually convert it to US dollars, it's around 50, it's around 50 cents, which actually didn't even afford. It afforded me a meal for the day. But now the community around uni was a uni centered was a, sorry, was a student-centered community, so most of the businesses were actually closed. So there was no hotels, there were nothing, there were no shops, everything was closed. So I just had the 50 shillings in, on me and I don't, I couldn't use it because the next center or the next town that I was supposed to go and actually buy food was, I would have to incur transport, which I couldn't afford. So I actually stayed. I remember I went to a very quiet field that, uh, and I slept uh, facing the sky and it was really, really dark because I, I couldn't see forward. And, and sorry, I couldn't see the near future. And and it actually put me in a very, very depressive state. So I actually almost relapses into the depression that I had before actually going to, to school. So, and in this point, I wished that I could go home, but I knew again that at home there was so much, so much pain and so much so much uh depressive triggers because my mom used to tell me over the phone that everything was not all right and it actually put me in a very very volatile state because i had issues when it comes to anger management because of the of being unable to stress manage and at this point i was really really in despair because i couldn't I couldn't go back to the rented house because all my stuff were actually locked in that house so I couldn't get a change of clothes. So I had been wearing clothes for three days, four days, the same clothes and I had to travel with the same clothes because from Eldoret to Kericho, as I actually said earlier, actually you have to travel again because it's, it's quite a distance. So I actually thought of ways of how I could come back to Kericho celebrate Christmas with my family. So, But unfortunately I couldn't. So Christmas passed and... It was really, really sad. It was very sad because I was alone. I didn't have anybody to celebrate Christmas with. But uh, so it passed and I actually looked forward towards celebrate, celebrating the small, small victories as I was actually transcending back to normalcy. So I actually thought of how I would travel back. So I decided to sell my gas. and It's an LPG gas. So I sold it and on average it's normally around 5,000 shillings or at least 3,000 shillings when it's when it has everything. So when I talk about everything, I mean a grill and a banner, for those who don't know, actually. You can just go ahead and Google uh, an LPG gas and you'll see an image of it. So I actually sold it for 1,000 shillings, which was a rip-off because I only needed the, the transport money so that I could actually come back home because I was actually feeling, feeling very off the edge and so I actually sold it for 1000 shillings and I traveled back to celebrate New Year's with my family so this is actually the end of this part so I have actually enjoyed and I will be continuing to tell you the story of the second semester fourth year from January now to to March and Sorry, from January to April. And I honestly have had a great time sharing this episode, this part, and the first part equally. And I must appreciate you for sticking with me uh, up to this point. And I hope uh, I have been able to add value or tell you 
have been able to tell you relatable relatable issues and maybe encourage you uh in a few things that you're going through right now and if i have not please i also appreciate a stand review just tell me where i can actually make changes when it comes to anything that you actually have in mind and hopefully i'll catch you in the next episode and the final part and in the meantime you can tell a friend